Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and good day. Welcome to the Airbus Podcast. My name is Jamel Johnson. I'm Peter Moses. I am Mike Benner. And it's a show. It's a Monday. It's, it's a, a playoffs. Show. It's a it's a it's a Issa. Guys, Issa show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is that could that be like a t shirt? Yeah. 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 And then we'll get some hoodlum to uh knit the shirts up for us. Yeah. Does he knit now? Yeah. It's a yeah. picture of like Issa Ray spinning a basketball. Who's that? Insecure? <laughs> what? What's a what? basketball? Hold Who's on. It? Start over. Yeah. Guys, what? No, I know who Issa Rae is, guys. <laughs> Joke's on you, listeners. I knew who Issa Rae is the entire time. They Joke's thought on they, all of us for experiencing that. They thought they had you. They thought they had you for about 10 seconds, and yeah. it turns out. Guys, this is the first time we're all recording in my apartment. Just mm-hmm. want to uh, shout out the sound here, if it sounds totally different. Yeah, should I take my thing out? I mean, I'm I'm resting it on my stomach, and I'm doing my best to not, you know, touch any you know, of the frameworks. This is Peter's show. I'm gonna let him run it. We're gonna this we're gonna see terrible. what happens. I will say, I can hear that goddamn mic stand every time I try to edit. <laughs> and yeah, people man. don't people play with it. So right, let's uh, see, I'm already, I'm in I'm in the danger zone. Let me. Yeah. What is this, Top Gun. Yeah, man. Kenneth, Kenneth Loggins. We're going to get some dogs. We're going to get a little girlfriend. We're going to get some coffee whole, making. 
You're that's gonna not get gonna a stop photo us. of Mary Tyler Moore framed on the wall. Yep, that's what happens when you hear the girlfriend. sound bouncing, bouncing off that. You yeah. know, I can't name a single dude on that cast. Dick Van Dyke. He was on that show. Wasn't he on that show a little bit? No, was, uh, no it was a spinoff. Or no, uh, Ted Knight, right? Yeah. Ted Knight. Yeah. M- it, but Mary Tyler Moore is a spinoff of Dick Van Dyke, though. No, yes, it isn't. It yeah. isn't? Is it? No, I thought not. it was. No. It's yeah, not. It's, I don't think Beth it's is a, shaking her head now. It's not. Okay, what's Newhart then? But wasn't she on the Dick Van Dyke show? She was his wife oh, on, the on the show. show. Not Got a it. spinoff. Got the deal off it, but not a technical spinoff. Yes. I it say was, that counts. That's a spin. That's it was, a, we heard it here first on uh, on the Airbuds podcast. Mary Tyler Moore's success is entirely owed to a man. <laughs> what are you going to do? His dog. Come on. All right. Dogs are here. Dogs are in place. Um, let's talk about basketball. It is a show about basketball, I'm told. You guys shit on me last week because I thought the Pacers were going to win in six. Yeah, which was wrong. I don't feel I was wrong. I was wrong still. <laughs> you going to take that? Pacers won in six? In my mind, they won in six. I mean, in my mind, the Cavs are only playing to keep LeBron for one more year. Like, if, if the Cavs lost, he, LeBron was not coming back. And all those scrubs just held it together enough, combined with his performance, to just sign him for one more year. Uh, it kind of feels like it is delaying the inevitable, and so I don't really, like, like it's like I almost want him to go now, like, just be free. I don't know where, but the other thing is I don't know where he goes. This is like the Cavs making it to the second round is like being in a relationship, and you guys see the end of it coming, and it's not going to work out, and then you book a trip to Hawaii, like four months in advance. Isn't yeah. that a movie? Is it a movie? I think that's it an Adam will, Sandler movie. It will be. All right, let's make it an Adam Sandler movie. We just wrote the next Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. You guys watched, about, did you guys watch The Week Of yet? Uh, uh, we watched some of it because... I like uh, the ads. I like the full-page ads Beth's, around my stuff. Beth's good friend. Uh, Beth's good friend is the friend of the bride? The maid of, the maid of honor? Did you watch it? Uh, no, I haven't watched it yet. I will watch it for sure. I've watched every Adam Sandler Netflix movie. <laughs> it's weird. It seems like the the movie the most that he's like did not memorize a script for. Like it's just kind of like playing a care. Like it's like he it's 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 the weirdest of all. Though. It seems like the, with each movie he commits to a weirder and weirder voice. It's devolving. Well, this one it's just like him and Rachel Dratch playing like unhappy middle-aged parents which is kind of comfortable to see him in this role but it still feels like he's improvising every scene that he's in which is bizarre i'll watch it i watched sandy wexler that was two and a half hours long <laughs> two and a half <laughs> hours Sandy wexler is two and a half hours long you know what uh it needed every frame <laughs> every frame yep was that a straight to netflix movie too yeah uh-huh has he made like six of these? I think this might be his last one. That's wild. I found out yesterday. Passion of the Christ is two hours and eight minutes. Yeah, Sandy Wexler and Adam Sandler was twenty-two uh, minutes longer. Was great in Passion of the Christ. Too, right? <laughs> he played Pontius Pilate. Oh yeah. He's like Shabba Dabba Do. <laughs> Shabba Dabba. We Jesus. must execute the Jew. <laughs> Chris Pontius Pilate. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh, has anybody ever made that? It's coming. Is that funnier die sketch? Yeah, buddy. I There's mean, a podcast about basketball. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for you to go back in time six years when making a sketch at funnier die was a thing. They still they're still kicking the around, still every, churning it out. Yeah, Chris Pontius is probably not dead yet. Nah, he's yeah. he's alive. Mm-hmm. Got a family, I'm sure. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, the Cavs. Uh, I, yeah, it does feel like this is uh, uh, one more round of chemo before your Ooh. grandpa dies in a week. I think mm. that I like their odds way better than the Raptors than I did against the Pacers. Pacers, yes. You like their odds against the second best team in the NBA statistically? Um, you saying the Raptors? Yeah, yeah. The best, the second best record in the league. I'm the less oh. afraid of the Raptors than I am yeah. the Pacers for sure. They have less bodies to throw at LeBron to exhaust him. The Pacers are bulky as fuck. Like, super bulky. I don't know. I think Siakam could play him a little bit. So that's like a few people who... Hold on. Let's count it up. If that's him, DeRozan's not checking him. Uh, who's who's the three? Rookie. Is it Ibaka? Uh, Ananobi? Yeah, Ananobi. Ibaka. Ananobi's going to start, but... He's also Ananobi seems a little like you're playing four on five. If you're that ain't going to work, yeah. Who are you gonna put up? Pascal Siakam. Like the Pacers are thick, a bunch of thick players. Like Bogdanovich sucked, but he is thick. So like, wait, who are you saying is going to? If you're starting four and five with like how many seasons? Like who on the Cavs are gonna like who's who's better than him? On than the Ananobi? Yeah. Ananobi just doesn't have any offense. So like He does. He's a shooter. He's a spot up shooter. He's a spot up shooter. He's, he's a, a great defender. He's scrappy. He's kind of biggish. And yeah. he's like also like I don't know. Is he's kind of small. Smith going to win that matchup on against Ananobi? Yeah. But we're talking about who's going to guard LeBron. I think Ananobi's going to be on LeBron. Oh, no. Maybe. I don't know. It's either him or Ibaka. Is is it DeRozan? No it's way. It's not DeRozan. No. I guess it is Ananobi. But uh See, even the fact that we don't, don't even know who it is you know, yeah. like, makes me feel... They're kind of stuck. They could guard everybody else with LeBron. I mean, who's got anybody to guard LeBron, really? But, particularly, the Raptors do seem... But I feel like that's fucked. like that most like any team. LeBron just like averaged 40 points in the against the Pacers, against their uh, bulky guys, as he likes to talk about. Yeah, they were several they were about bulky men. Some thick bros. Some um, thick, bulky men. I mean, sports it does involve male thickness. Yeah. So, but there, it doesn't matter like what what thick player on the Raptors is gonna match up with LeBron because he's just gonna have his way. So it's like you got to worry about the other matchups. Okay. So it's four and four, really. Is Tristan Thompson really real? Tristan Thompson is back, man. As of yesterday he afternoon, his way out of the Kardashian curse. Okay. Once the Kanye to break it? once yeah. the Kanye demos came out, they just didn't have enough time to like, really to zone in on him. Yeah, that's fair. The voodoo switched over. Yeah, all Kardashian resources went towards Jesus. For sure, dude. Wakandan and Kardashian resources. Tristan Thompson had fifteen and ten. Played uh, thirty-four minutes. Uh, I, I, having only played three minutes in the series before that. Uh, Tristan Thompson, we haven't <laughs> seen in years. Um, so, what makes you think he's back? Just that the coach is letting him play? Exactly. I think that, like, it's almost kind of like maybe like a Rondo kind of switch where he just knows what he needs to do and kind of give them that interior toughness. And he's always caused the Raptors to have, like, fits. He's always played well against the Raptors. He's always been a nuisance. I think the Raptors are just still our little brothers until proven differently. I don't – I'm just not – I was afraid of the Pacers for, like, weeks leading up to the playoffs. There, like Oladipo is a stud, um, and Oladipo yesterday. didn't play great. But like the Pacers hit more like clutch, badass threes and like big shots than the Raptors have every time I've seen the Raptors in the playoffs. Like the Raptors are constantly choking, 
constantly choking, constantly reverting back to playing iso ball. And also, like, Kyle Lowry's not, like, can't get his own shot. Like, he's not a playoff player. Not like uh, Jordan Clarkson. No. <laughs> you, we all can't beat George Hill. You know, miss three <laughs> games and then shoot ten free throws and win win the first round. I think it's hilarious that you were convinced the the Pacers are going to beat you guys in six, and now you're like, oh, we're going to sweep the Raptors. I think yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, your logic's a little all over the place, but I we lost to the Raptors because they've got better centers than us. Yeah, that was really dumb. You guys insist on playing Martin Gortat, which allows the Raptors to play. Valanchunas and Pirtle like so much yeah. and not have to like play smaller. Game seven, Jakob, we couldn't stop Jakob Pirtle. So, I mean, that was our thing. And you guys might have a similar thing, but LeBron is the X factor. LeBron is the alphabet factor. He's all of them. He's all of them. I wonder um, who's going to stop Valanchunas and Pirtle on the Cavs. Well, usually when the Cavs play the Raptors and fuck with them, it's usually love dragging out Pirtle or Valanchunas to, like, to the three-point line at some point. Right. Which is cool. Love at the center. I mean, despite the Cavs sucking balls at offense this last series, like Gotta when have love Tristan. plays the center, they score like 140 points per 100 possessions. Is there like a that. third center on your roster? I'm struggling to find him. Uh, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> You mean the dude in the cream my suit? My boy, K-Perk, yeah. Oh, great. I don't think there's one true center on your roster right now, is there? No. I mean, it was just, like, Game 7 was a decision that Larry Nance doesn't affect the game physically enough, especially on the defensive end. Doesn't set good enough screens. And, Can't I mean, get a free throw. You were joking about uh, Clarkson, but sweet Jesus Christ, Rodney Hood, like, please. I've always liked Hood. Yeah, he's good. You've li- he didn't. I think I don't think he played in Game Seven. No, he didn't. But I've always liked him, and I think uh, why? Why do we like Rodney Hood? I was the same way. It's just like, can you pick up your even if you fake picking up your intensity? Just pretend like you're in the school play, and you're like, I'm the mad person in this play, and then go play like that. He like, played seven minutes yesterday. Uh, not a lot of minutes. Zero points. One rebound. Uh, I have always liked him, and I always like kind of like, nope, I like him just because he's a good fantasy player <laughs> he's one of those guys that if you pick him up a fantasy you will always be satisfied yeah you're like oh rodney hood got me 15 points yeah. again that's nice did he score zero points yesterday yeah i hope he comes back i mean he's also brand what? new to the team this is a team that literally just got together like four weeks ago yeah for sure yeah and this pacers team has been undercovered all year and Ola- oladipo too they're good the Pacers played as tough all year, even before the playoffs, and they have cap space, and Oladipo's going to get better. All their young guys are going to get better. Although, I don't fucking really like Miles Turner's game a ton. No, I don't like it either. It's, see, uh, it's a little like... He plays like a player who emulates the entire concept of, like, hold me back. He was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. It seemed yeah. that way early. He's also either. still, like, 22. Yeah. yeah. But Sabonis was, like... Play, outplaying him constantly in the series. Uh, Boston Philly is going to be a bloodbath. Mike, just, how just you feeling? Over. Oh, you wait, before we move on from Indiana, one last thing. Uh, how lame is it that Victor Oladipo made his trainer post that screen caps of those text messages he sent? 
Oh no, I don't know about that. What do you do? Uh, apparently, Victor Oladipo, uh, Victor Oladipo's trainer posted to Instagram a screen screen crap of a text message from like 15 minutes after the game yesterday, where he's like, "When can we schedule a workout? I'm ready to take it to the next level." And then like the trainer was like, "This guy's insane. He just lost Game Seven. He <sighs> never stops working." And I think Victor Oladipo definitely made his trainer post a screen cap. He's like, yeah. first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna take a screen capture of this, and then you're gonna edit it so it takes out this last text message." <laughs> There's a lot of white space there that like yeah. makes it look like it's a brand new text message. He's like, "Nope, you like definitely yeah. you definitely altered this. You definitely shit. screen cap this. Capped and cropped." Yeah. Scary dude, though. I'm gonna be honest. Like, has all the qualities of Russell Westbrook without all the qualities of like selfish Russell Westbrook. Man, he's he was scary to play. I'm not, I wouldn't fuck with the Pacers moving forward. Um, the East is scary. The East is gonna be intense as fuck next year. Speaking of scary East, the Celtics and the, S- the Sixers. Does Jamel try to bring us to earlier? Indeed. No Jalen Brown. Tonight, game one tonight. No Jalen Brown. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, Simmons. I don't know. I'm not scared of the Celtics if I'm the Sixers. What do you? What's your prediction? Sixers and six. Sixers and six. So you think mm-hmm. you, you think the Celtics are going to nab two games? Uh, yeah, I think their home court advantage is. Uh, I think home court advantage in general is an overrated like idea. Uh, but just like there are exceptions to coaches mattering, I think there's exceptions to home court. I don't think Boston is one of those home courts where. Uh, if you're a black man in Boston with a ten thousand white dudes yelling at you that are drunk, you might be you might be thrown off a little bit. You just described sure. Boston, Utah, Oklahoma City, yeah, Milwaukee, yeah, Minnesota. Bunch of drunk racists just like screaming at you. Like that's got to be a little intimidating. Indiana. So you I, think the home court really just depends on how racist your area is? Yeah, I think you can figure out what county voted for Donald Trump based on their racist bias and I think you can easy rate uh which city has best home court advantage based on their race all right racial, guys it's the fourth quarter yeah. so we're gonna need all those racists to get up and yeah. make a bunch of noise yeah. <laughs> they start dropping those parachute things yeah. out of the ceiling yeah, but yeah. it's just clan hoods that just land <laughs> on people's all heads right, guys <laughs> we have a we have a gift certificate to the new white ethno state out in the forest off of the dude misses two free throws yeah. you get to join that yeah, two yeah, miss two free throws, you get free Chick Fil A and a pass <laughs> to the ethno state that they're starting out in yeah. the uh, the county woods. I, I don't know, man. I I think Boston's for real, regardless. I just think I think it's still enough. But I I mean I got y'all splitting in Boston. I think it'll be a split up there. You guys win this one, they win game two. How long is Jalen Brown out? At least one game, yeah. Uh, not one. as bad as Ricky Rubio, though, right? Yeah, Ricky Rubio has the same injury, but out for 10 days. But I think mm. the only alert for Jalen Brown has been one day. I think they had to take the Bucks seven, and now they're out without – now they're down a Jalen Brown, who is uh, – yeah, that rhymes uh, – who is their best player right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe in Rogier and big moments, so I don't know that he will be able to – take over the team right now uh tatum i'm like is good but also like he's the guy i don't believe in in big moments yeah i think Rogier is about it yeah um so i don't know i just i look at the sixers they're a healthy team with two potential superstars and an outstanding bench and rotating and supporting cast and incredibly defensively so what's i mean Embiid and 
and Simmons versus Rozier and Tatum. I like the Sixers. Forget about Horford. Forget about Horford. That's so does All everybody. Star <laughs> screener. And help defender Al Horford. That is true. Once Al again, Horford, I guess, is technically their best player. But like, uh, I, I y'all got game one. It's Hold in on. the. It's basically in the bag. Take it, enjoy it. Thank you. But well for I, day. I refuse to sleep on Boston. I just can't. I don't know if it was just on the pot or if it was in just our daily life when Mike asked me, "Why is everyone on Brad Stevens' dick?" And uh, I think. I think it's just that, like, enough people, like, respect him. And he also just, like, brought this team that has lost basically three of its starters to this point. Like, even though, like, we can't see it, it's not, like, visible to the layman. Like, it's you, I just I, – I feel like he, he just deserves the respect that everyone else gives him. I don't think I don't he know. doesn't deserve respect. I think that he – people, like, are like, Brad Stevens, man. I remember – seeing some tweeters like could you imagine if this brad stevens was coaching the bucks like and i just was like i think the bucks kind of mm. topped out with their potential yeah <laughs> like, i just think i think the players don't get enough credit yeah for, like doing as well like you don't think jalen brown and jason tatum and rosier want to win like i just think they're really deep like he's a good coach but i mean maybe what he brings is good scouting because they're deep as shit yeah i mean I'm not just, saying he's a bad he's he's a bad coach or anything. I'm just saying he has been dubbed this superstar, incredible coach on the level of Greg Popovich without having won anything yet. That's fair. I mean, if he was on, I think though to that point, if he was coaching the Bucks, they would be definitely in the Eastern Conference Finals. If for nothing else, <laughs> that like they have just a, like their coach was so incompetent. Their coaching has been incompetent. They have no rotation. The Bucks were. Such a, like, sad disaster of, like, they were like a black hole of coaching. Do you remember last year, or I guess it was two years ago, um, when Jason Kidd first took over the Bucks and in his first full season and uh, led them to a playoff berth, and everyone was saying that Jason Kidd is going to be the next great coach? Yeah. And then very quickly proved that oh he's a terrible coach and he's like not even just like uh, oh they weren't talking about neutral, basketball he's a net negative they like, were talking about coaching other people to get wicked drunk and beat the shit out of their wives That's oh what they were saying. yeah uh, too too bad none of the uh, Bucks players took his took his advice took his lessons <laughs> uh, but no like I'm just like uh, he got all the credit for bringing that team to the playoffs when it was probably just the fact that Giannis wanted it and drugged his team there and. I think it's possible that the fact that the Celtics lost two of their starters, uh, but the rest of the team still wanted it and got there. And in fact, like they got there, kind of like they—they're the number two seed, but they kind of like were, were tumbling a little bit there at the end. It's not like with without Kyrie, they got better. Like they sure. kind of got worse. I think the six. It doesn't matter because the Sixers okay. just talent wise are so much better no no matter how much you value or devalue coaching like talent wise the Sixers dwarf them right now without Kyrie or Gordon Hayward yeah yeah you guys are the most or, talented team in the east for sure this is true crazy that it happened midway through the season like they just kind of became this powerhouse yeah out of not thin air I mean shit they've been working on it for fucking five damn years 
weird that Ursan Ilyasova seems to be the glue that really pulled this team together. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think? Uh, well, no, Bellinelli too. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean really and like, that's so. That's my next point is. It's like you have you I, have. I don't think that the Philly is unbeatable. You have veterans though. Like Boston JT. is defensively sound, and it's about defending the three point line. End of the day, because mm-hmm. I don't think just Embiid in the post is that winning a game. How does Philly win? Philly wins with shooting. Philly wins by having uh, the gravity of Embiid and Simmons drawing in other players mm. and kicking it out to Redick or Bellinelli or Dario or whoever. Philly should win, could win. It's in y'all court, but they're a young team. Got to go out and prove it as, you know. I think the Sixers are also versatile where they can they can outshoot you, but they can also, you know, score and under with, like, 16 seconds still on the clock. It's like crazy. Ben Simmons yeah. can take it coast to coast yeah. and, and get to the rim. Shit's a mess. Um, so they can switch it up. They're a versatile team offensively. They're incredible defensively. I've got them in six just because I think that the Celtics do have a huge advantage with their arena, but I don't know. Going back and predicting, what do you guys have for Toronto Cavs? I didn't hear what you guys said. Oh, I think uh, Cavs and seven. Cavs and seven. Just like LeBron swept his way through the East last year, I think he's going to go to seven through the East this year. It's exhausting. Yeah. He's going to be so mad and upset. Old man LeBron is here. <laughs> grumpy. He's going to be playing in LeBron. new balances by the time the East Finals come around. Are the Bucks, Speaking of old men. Oh, go on. I was going to say, are the Bucks the most sexy coaching opening? Are they the sexiest coaching opportunity in the NBA this offseason? Bro, have you been to Phoenix, Arizona? <laughs> no. The talking babes, stick, bro. We talking about sexy positions. Talk about the babes in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm looking Come for those now. burnt, those sunburnt divorces yeah, in Phoenix, a burnt Arizona. Sienna crown with a bikini <laughs> on, baby. Bikini on indoors. Always. Um, I don't know. Who are the best coaches available? Fisdale and Mark Jackson, I guess, even though he's a monster of a person and a bad coach. If I was the National Basketball Association, I would be so furious that ESPN keeps letting Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson call all of their most important games. Well, Jeff Van Gundy's great. Jeff Van Gundy is, like, such a whiny little. They're both, like, just... Like the old men in the Muppets complaining about the referees. Which is a dream. I don't mind Mark Jackson. He's kind of, to me, he's kind of uh, plain yogurt of announcing that, like, occasionally, like, Mm -hmm. takes credit for the Warrior success. um, (laughs) Casually. He's like, but I was coaching the Warriors, building up them to who they are now. Like, I don't mind him, but Jeff Van Gundy is, like, just an insane person and definitely spices up the announcing, and I like that. Just knowing he wants to fuck Rihanna is enough for me. Yeah. I could coast off that for years. He ignored calling a finals game for like six Five minutes, minutes yeah. just because he wanted to fuck Rihanna. <laughs> Good for you, Jeff Angoni. Way to stay hip. Yeah. yeah. Um, One of you will definitely be the next Knicks coach. Bad segue. RIP to the Thunder. Yeah. That is a Thunder. done. That is a done thing. Yeah. Paul George shot like two for 16 with five points in game seven, right? Sam. I guess we can now finally close the door on the Harden trade. That's what it feels like. I Steam mean, is, yeah. Steam Harden trade was a mess. Uh, Durant was right to leave. Yeah. It's all, hey, it's all in front of me now. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo refuses to take a bench roll. Despite, Still? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
he said to the God, media Carmelo. in his exit interview, someone was like, what do you think about like your changing role as you like, as your career gets older? Like, would you, would you like be open to taking a bench role? And Carmelo was like, absolutely not. I hope you like the babes in Phoenix. <laughs> They can't get rid of him. They got to pay Melo like $30 million next year. Ooh. He's a $28 million option of his own, so he has to pick it up. But I mean, so theoretically, <laughs> the Thunder could be like, I could pick yeah, that well, up. if you I'll pick it up, up, you're not starting. And he could say, all right, then I won't pick it up, and I'll go sign. Phoenix is like, yeah, which come is, to us which, and start. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he can get more than $30 million total no, no. in a contract? Hell no. No. Like even over multiple years? I feel like he has to take that financially just to – like he'll just sit on the bench and hold out and pout, but – There's one – if there's one player who I think would – who thinks he deserves to start so much that he would give up $30 million, it would probably be Carmelo. That's so much chatter. Yeah. I don't Damn. know. Damn. Guy has so much confidence that he walks to the bodega in a bathrobe in Timberlands. Like, he did that once. Well, he probably does it a lot. He did Let's it be once real. as like a as a guy worth four hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know how like easy it is to rob someone in a bathrobe. Pretty uh, yeah. All you have to do you could pull the sash yourself. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys uh, see my Instagram? I was in a I was at a Thai restaurant late night the other night, and uh, a guy in a purple bathrobe and purple boots and purple do rag walked in. Oh fuck! Yeah, I did see that. Was he was not worth four hundred million. It was not Cameron. It was just some guy <laughs> inspired um, by Melo. Probably, yeah. Damn, yeah, man. the Thunder are now. I feel like officially irrelevant. There's no way Paul George goes back. The way they lost made me feel okay about the Wizard season. I will say that it kind of calmed me down. I was like, oh, well, we could be a actual train wreck disaster. We're just missing some some pieces, some youth. This is like this was a, this actual was a weird, mess. A, a weird year for you guys. Yeah. And when is it not a weird year for... Yeah, we're always Freaky Friday. Seemed particularly weird. I mean, Wall at the end of it saying, uh, you know, you need to get guys who want to be here. I think that was a basic, like, we just need, you know, we need some dudes. He's talking who, about himself? Yeah, I think he he we need dudes. The whole roster should understand what future is saying. I think that's the entry interview to playing on the Wizards. We put on Dirty Sprite too, and we ask you if you get it. And if you don't, you're gone. Welcome to Phoenix. You, we'll see you in Phoenix, Talking Stick Resort Arena. Oh, poor Ooh. Phoenix. How long does Steven Adams have on his contract? He's got like another like two, three years. Oh, uh, let's get him out. Steven Adams to DC, baby, please. Yeah. So like let's send him home. Get Steven Adams to DC. Is are the Thunder are they ever gonna blow it up per se? It seems like no, because Russ is like a, a top five player in the league. If you blow it up, then you basically blow up selling out games. Let's let's imagine a scenario. Who could you trade Russ to and for what? You can't, man. Wow. Oh, wait. Uh, he can, He's actually kind of got a no-trade clause, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because he's got the, like, superstar. Like, yeah, and he wants to be yeah, super max. Yeah, halfway through a four-year, $100 million contract. Yeah. Fuck. I knew he was making a lot of money. Uh, and he's 24. Yeah. He's going to make some team very happy sometime soon. Yeah. But not for another he's got, season, at least. Uh, no, he's got three more years on the books. Fuck. But I, he's not untradeable, I don't think. I think teams will be willing – 25 mil a year, I think a lot of teams will be willing to pay Steven Adams that. Steven Adams might be, like, the one of the, like, 
two or three big men you would be willing to take on at that rate. Mm-hmm. You think Everyone Portland? Is like, you think Portland is still sucking off Nurkic? You think, you think he could get? You think I they're think, letting him loose? I do not think so. I just like the image of sucking the the front office of just <laughs> sucking off Nurkic. I mean, I got to go home real fast, guys. I'll be back in a minute. You know what happened? You know it's real. It seems like Terry Stotts is – people think he's going to be out. People think Portland could be, like, dismantled. I mean, wh- Portland's thing – are they missing somebody too? Yeah, they're missing – They're starting Evan Turner. So it's like, <laughs> is it really on Lillard yeah, and McCollum? You know? I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's on Lillard and McCollum. They're obviously two very good guards. They probably – one of the best three backcourts in the league, right? Uh, I don't know. Like I'll give them Rondo top five, and Holiday but... just like wax them. Yeah, but then Rondo, Dallas Rondo, if playoff Rondo waxed Portland. Dallas <laughs> Rondo showed up in, in <laughs> yeah San Francisco the other night. I'm definitely I'm all about like ranking things based off what has actually happened, but there is something I don't know if I could say Rondo and them is actually better than. Liller than McCollum. But I will say Joe Ingles is better than Paul George. I agree. That's something I'm willing I to concur. say publicly. You I, know what I mean? I, I support that. He was in Paul George's ass. I also want to support just our take on the playoffs that we've had for about three months, that the East was going to be way more interesting than the West. Sure. Because now it feels like... We are Eastern Conference the West advocates. Is just like boring as fuck immediately. I mean, it's all One foregone conclusions, man. Round, I mean, the Warriors are going to walk. You think they're going to beat the Rockets? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're not going to beat the Rockets. They're going to walk over the Pelicans. Rockets-Warriors is going to be the best series of the playoffs. Yeah. I agree. Like, yeah. The Western Conference Finals are going to be the most uh, exciting, high-scoring, high-flying. Yeah. yeah, Boston-Philly is going to have the most fights, and it's going to be very entertaining, but the best games will be Rockets-Warriors. Who's going to fight? Dude, oh, everybody. And Embiid's going to fight the whole city of Boston. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, you what? <laughs> Remember when Jaleel Okafor got into a fight with Boston? Yeah, in Boston with like a bunch of like dudes outside a bar. That's gonna. When he was like eighteen. Yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna get the the crowd, like you said. This is they're gonna be more racist than ever. They're gonna be turned all the way up. You can forget about it. You know, like when you're in the arena and they've got like the the volume meter and it's like. Everybody cheer! Yeah, yeah. The meters go. It's just up gonna be a picture up. of Bill Cosby. It breaks. Yeah, yeah. Like that's gonna be like everybody get racist. Ah, they're gonna break the racist thermometer. Yeah, they're gonna have the big heads of just Bill Cosby in the back behind the three behind yeah. the backboard. You know, uh, you know what I mean? What was weird yesterday? Um, I was watching uh, the Cavs Pacers game. There's a lot of like you know they had got like the big heads behind the. Mm-hmm. The free throw, like there was a lot of big Trump heads. Did you guys notice that? Oh no, nah. it was a little weird at the Rockets game. No, at the, ca- the Cavs. At Cavs. I feel so bad for LeBron. What a terrible crowd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I no, think no was, stars, Trump heads. I think yeah. it was like I mean, meant to be trolley kind of thing. I think because it was like also like a weirdly like sunburny kind of look. It should have been but, Mike Pence if you're a Pacers dude, you're playing the Pacers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great look. It should have been Mike Pence making like puckery lips. Yeah. yeah. Subtle touches. I'm into that. That was a, Trump is an overhand smash. We don't it need that. It felt like weirdly political. Like also LeBron has like a, you know, known kind of beef with Donald Trump. You know, you bum. Yeah, because he's normal, uh, you know. And uh, yeah. 
And so, like, to have the home arena, like, just kind of, like, pass out Donald Trump heads, is, seemed, it seemed weird. Well, Dan Gilbert's a big Trump head himself. That's so. another thing. It's like, Dan Gilbert, so, like, what's Dan Gilbert doing? What's his motivation here? I don't know, just being a rich douchebag? Yeah, so his, so this guy's a friend of Donald Trump, but he's also allowing his arena to hand out promotional giant Trump heads to distract the other team. I don't know. It's all weird. It's a little bit much. I don't want Donald Trump's head popping up in the middle of an NBA game. Well, my, too bad. This is the world that we're living in, Michael. Yeah. My only reason I want LeBron out of Cleveland, well, one of my 12 reasons I want him to leave Cleveland is he can't get anybody cool to come to the games. That's true. Yeah. How are there no A-listers watching our our king? Usher shows up every once in a while. Come the fuck on, sorry. man. I'm sorry. You know what was fun? Uh, I was watching uh, – game five of the Sixers Heat series the other day and they were doing the tight shot of the announcers and about three or four rows back uh, Little Dicky, the rapper was sitting there and he was like leaning into the shot like going like giving the peace sign and like just being you know a douchebag because he's a douchebag but I was happy for a second because I was like alright good, Little Dicky's not sitting courtside. He's like, <laughs> he's like not the number one Philadelphia fan because Little Dicky sucks and i don't want him to be philadelphia's celebrity fan philadelphia's number one fan little dicky i don't want little dicky to be our drake and i think he's working really hard to try to be the sixers drake that's terrible yeah murray is my dog has gotten all up in jamel's mic so that's fine uh this is this is how your dog feels about my takes they're not, good t- they're not good takes. They're not good takes. Slap the mic out of your hand. With yeah, it's fine, tail. dude. Last I don't thing, care about my takes. Last thing I want to talk about is uh, Memphis solidifying their coach for oh, next yeah. year. Congratulations to JB Bickerstaff. Congrats. Memphis should be relegated to the G League. Sure. Right? They have Marcus All and Mike Conley and a bunch of action figures. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Conley and Gasol take it to the limit one more time. You want to know how too? sad Memphis is getting? We ran into a friend of the pod, Nick Cobb, Cobb mm-hmm. who's we, we lost his episode, but he said that his buddy, who does all of the amazing wrestling writing, mm-hmm. is quitting. Oh. So yeah, now changing Memphis directions. officially become completely irrelevant as yeah, a basketball this organization. Season, the one good thing about Memphis has been their in-arena entertainment. We have not talked about it because, again, we lost Nick's episode. R.I.P. Nick Cobb's we'll episode. Do a, let's do it in the summer, you know what I mean? And we'll just yeah. talk about their 10 best bits yeah. or something. Yeah, but... We'll give them an R.I.P. There's a whole Grizzlies expanded universe uh, to explore. and we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Tune in next week when we talk about MGU. Grizzlies and February. Yeah, dude. Oh, Anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, apologies to Utah. Lost Rubio at an unfortunate time. Yeah. But, I, I mean, look, looking good, looking days. good, and uh, please give us Derek Favors. Looking good? They got waxed by the I Rockets. mean, for the future. They're not looking good now, and they will get walked on. It's yeah. Rockets in five, but. The fact that they made it this far after yeah, losing the they're summer a real they lost team. Hayward is amazing. They're a fish. They, they have taken – the the Thunder spot as the West dark dark horse yeah for sure Blazers out Thunder out Utah in give us Derek Favors we'll give you something just got the Bleacher Report push notification that the Cavs Pacers game seven was the most watched first round matchup in fifteen years wow people were just dying to see LeBron lose yeah that's fair be some more time baby what was who was it fifteen years ago. See. I'm like the looking year at my was cool. 2003. 
So, so is that some Iverson? Maybe. I don't know. White Iverson? Jason Williams, you mean? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Who knows? Whatever. But you yeah. guys got anything else? I got nothing. Should we wrap this thing up? Let's wrap this puppy up. Mike, you got anything you want to you want to plug? Uh, my little butthole. I, else? Uh Follow us at AirBudsPod on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook.com slash AirBudsPod. Go to iTunes, subscribe to us, give us a five-star review, leave us a little a little write-up, and hey, you know what? We'll shout you out on the pod if you do that. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. We'll shout you out on the pod. Yeah, pod shouts. Jam- Jamel, you got anything? Got any shows coming up? I got shows, man. Find them. Broccolihouse.com. Broccolihouse.net. Airbuds.everything. God damn it. That's all. Airbuds above everything. The, the first round matchups in 2003 were Detroit Orlando went seven. Maybe that was it. That a, highest a one, rated. A 1 8 seed. Detroit barely beating Orlando. No. Like a young no. boy. No chance. No way that was it. Philly no. against an Eastern Conference, New Orleans, 4 to 2. Next. Boston, 4 to 2, 6 3 seed over Indiana. Maybe. That could have been it. Some Reggie Miller's like last year. Yeah. What about Kobe? Uh, Kobe beat the Timberwolves four to two in the first round. Maybe. Could have been that. Dallas beat Portland in seven. Could have been that. Uh, San Antonio and Phoenix. I don't know. I think they beat the NBA in 2003. Yeah, they just like it. There was more Nielsen boxes probably. That's true. Uh, that's it. Yeah, uh, mixtape on uh, May 11th. Friday, May 11th. It's going to be a good show. Uh, come check it out if you're in Los Angeles. It's free 99. And uh, yeah, earbuds on all social media. And uh, guys, happy basketball. Happy playoffs. Happy basketball playoffs. Good luck to everybody. Yeah. Mostly just me and Mike. Get your mouth toast. Yeah, that's fine. Peace. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.